you need to have a second-year wide receiver in your team, whether it's Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, or someone else. That's the advice we'll give you as we break down second-year wide receivers and tight ends only on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. I'm Michelle Majuk. I'm a researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Yeah, and together we have some good insights for you today on second-year wide receivers and tight ends. And I've been excited for this conversation, Michelle, because I don't think there's a second-year wide receiver that isn't getting hyped here. So let me break down the guys that are being drafted now as starters. Let's dive right into it. We do have uh, Garrett Wilson. He's moved up all the way to 10 with the Jets. Chris Olave, his Ohio State teammate, has moved up to 12. So this is their ranking half-point PPR, according to the experts at Fantasy Pros right now, we have Drake London of the Falcons coming in at 24. Right behind him, Christian Watson of the Packers at 25. And Michelle's going to be happy about this. Jahan Dotson right there in wide receiver three range at 35. So, Michelle, I'll let you go at it. Uh, these five, it seems like you want to target at least one of these guys on your team, don't you? And it, do you kind of agree with this uh, pecking order? Um, yeah, I do overall. I think besides one player, we'll get to a little bit later. I just, I think he's going way too high, but just a few years ago, I feel like it was just a handful of years ago. It was like, okay, wide receivers break out in their third year, but I think that's completely changed now with rookies getting way more involved and seeing a higher, higher target share and getting more experience. Their breakout year is really that second season. Now we, we see it over and over and over again with these guys just blowing up in their second year. So I think when you're looking at the super high price of Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, it seems fair because they have the opportunity to break out as a top wide receiver in the league. I think, we should start here with Garrett Wilson, right? He has the highest ADP out of the bunch. Not only is he wide receiver 10, he's going 21st overall. So you're deciding to spend a second round pick on Garrett Wilson, which is risky, right? He had a very solid rookie season with 1100 yards and four touchdowns. It wasn't amazing for fantasy though, but he had the worst quarterbacks of all time. So I just, uh, now that he has Aaron Rodgers, you expect that he's going to get more accurate targets. And I just want to read out a stat real quick. So Garrett Wilson had eight games with five, just five plus catchable targets last season, just eight games with five plus catchable targets in those games. He averaged 99 receiving yards per game. He had all four of his receiving touchdowns on the season in those games. And he averaged 20 fantasy points per game in PPR over those eight games. So just give him five catchable targets and he's going to be great in games with six catchable targets. He averaged 23 fantasy points per game. This guy is so talented. He just needs a good quarterback. Yeah. And 
he's not only getting a good quarterback, Michelle. You said they had the worst quarterback play of all time. He's getting a four-time <laughs> MVP coming in. And Aaron Rodgers, we know there's not a lot else here either. That's a key thing with Garrett Wilson is like Corey Davis going to be in the mix and do anything that we believe in. Al Lazard is there, sure, but – Al Lazard is just a guy, and his uh, value has been tied a lot to his scoring. So that's pretty much it there. I guess you could get some from the tight ends with Tyler Conklin and CJ Ozama there. But really, Garrett Wilson is the number one defined like that. Everyone's just saying, okay, he's going to be the new Devontae Adams. Rodgers is going to target him all over the field. That's good for him. But I'm just a little concerned, again, the volume of the Jets passing game may not be what everyone expects here. I get it. That you have Rodgers, but this is a good defensive team, right? And they have a good offensive line with Lakin Tomlinson and some other guys. They can run the ball. They might be playing some low-scoring games where they're grinding things out. So I'm not saying that's a way to go away from Garrett Wilson. I still like him in the top 12, but I actually might like Chris Olave a little bit more here, his uh, teammate from Ohio State. And here's why. I do like, again, Derek Carr, another guy that loves to throw to one quarterback. Kind of an interesting parallel. You had Carr with Adams. You had Rodgers with Adams. Now they're with different guys now as their go-to guys. So look at Derek Carr. There's not a lot there. There's Michael Thomas perpetually injured. Rashid Shahid a little bit banged up here right now. Juwan Johnson, we'll see how that plays out. But we know Derek Carr falls in love with one receiver. We've seen it back in the day with Amari Cooper. Then he kind of worked in Michael Crabtree in the mix, but then he had Darren Waller, then he had Devontae Adams, so he likes to target one guy quite a bit, and the Saints defense has lost a lot. I don't think they're going to be as good. You're going to see the ball be put up a little bit more. We know about the whole air yards thing. Derek Carr's pretty good at delivering those air yards to Chris Olave and uh, maybe making the connections, and look, his quarterback situation wasn't great last year either, so keep that in mind. I mean, Derek Carr, he's not maybe Rogers level, but he's going to put the ball in the hands of a guy like that. So I just like Olave's volume. He also has a nice schedule here when you look at the division and the two Souths, right? He's going to get those here out of the NFC South. So I do like Olave a little bit more than Wilson because I, I just feel like the volume is going to be higher. And I think it's going to add up to the points that you're looking for. So it's pretty close. I do want to target both of these guys in my fantasy football drafts. However, if I take a running back first, I'm going to go after one of these guys in the next round. Uh, so I disagree with you with the quarterback situation. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton and Derek Carr are the same exact guy. <laughs> Derek Carr's just apparently been better at marketing himself. He does have more splashy type of games, I guess, but also some worse games yeah. than Andy Dalton has ever had. So I, I think they're exact same quarterback, but they just paid a ton of money to get the same exact production as they got from Andy Dalton. But I think, Chris Olave was fine with Andy Dalton last year yeah, as a rookie. He was. He, he did just score, you know, he was wide receiver 26 in fantasy points per game. He had 119 targets last year, so that could increase, but I also don't know if it will because he was playing with, like, no other, other pass catchers last year, really. Are you scared at all about Michael Thomas coming in and stealing a good chunk of those targets? I need to see Michael Thomas uh, stay healthy. And you make a really good point about Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. I did a tweet here uh, when it was called Twitter uh, back in the offseason to say, look, the numbers combined of Dalton and Winston were pretty much what Derek Carr put up with the Raiders last year. Now, does this different style of offense help Derek Carr? Is that going to be important here? Did he not figure out Josh McDaniels? And that was part of it. But yeah, it does concern me that Michael Thomas is there a little bit, but 
again, have we trusted Michael Thomas? He was off to a good start last year. Oh, Michael Thomas is back, and then he wasn't. So I, I just don't trust this guy to stay healthy at all. And I think the Saints realize that, right? Chris Olave is the clear number one here. Again, I, I look at Derek Carr. He's sometimes been able to support two receivers, uh, but he tends to gravitate toward one where I think Aaron Rodgers might be a little bit more adept to spread the ball around. I'm not saying that will change maybe that Wilson doesn't end up with more targets. I think you also might get big plays out of Chris Olave. So maybe a few more long scores or yardage spikes that way, and then a few more touchdowns. So really that's what it's going to come down to, right? A few big plays and a few touchdowns. That's all that's going to separate these two guys. Yeah, I prefer Garrett Wilson over Chris Olave. But again, Garrett Wilson's going a whole round basically ahead of Olave. So you get that round discount. So if you don't feel comfortable taking Wilson, I did, like I want one of these two guys on my team. I think they're both going to have good seasons and one of them is going to completely break out. It just they, they both are talented enough. It's just if their uh, offenses can get it done for them. Yeah, and based on their ADP and ranking, there's probably not a good chance that you're going to end up with both these guys on your team anyway. So Yo, that would be a little risky available. going with both. <laughs> yeah, you can try to get both. Uh, I would like to see everyone try. It will be a good thing to do here. Now, now we might not be as hot on this next group, but well, especially the first guy, Michelle. I'm going to start with that. Drake London there at 24. I just don't love Drake London as much as some others do here. I see Kyle Pitts. He's a key target. This is a key part of this offense and it's a low volume passing game right so how much are we going to get thrown to drake london here if they're already incorporating a healthy pits into this mix i'm not sure i think you were basing it on drake london's big he's got a catch radius and there's two guys that are big that are going to catch the ball here but i'm not exactly sure what he's going to get i mean if pits wasn't there i'd feel a little bit better about drake london but i think to me for the Desmond Ritter purposes, I think Pitts is a better target for him, right? I mean, if they're going to be run-heavy offense, throw the short, intermediate passes. I think it's going to come down. Drake London is going to be a little touchdown dependent, and that scares me a little bit versus those other guys. I'm actually comfortable with where Drake London is. I don't think it's the best value, but I think yeah. it's a fair value. So he's going in the sixth round right now. He saw 29% of the Falcons' targets last year. That was third most in the NFL behind only Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And it was the highest percent of team targets by a rookie since at least 2009. Only rookie that was over a 27% team target share. He was at 29.3. So what he did was truly impressive. And in those last five games, he had 12 targets, 11, 9, 8, 8. Four of those games were with Desmond Ritter. Kyle Pitts was not there, but also we saw Kyle Pitts being ignored last year. It was like Arthur Smith hated him. He was like, he even made the comment, like, we're trying to win games, not fantasy football, but it's like, I feel like Kyle Pitts could help you win games. Like, it, it's all confusing there. Uh, if he was going super high, I would be completely off. But he's going around Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman Jr. I think he has higher upside than all of those guys. And he might even be a bit safer with that target share, even if the team doesn't pass as much. He, I, I do think he's the clear cut top target on this team where there's no other wide receivers that he's competing against, only Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it just scares me a little bit, the entire Falcons offense that doesn't involve B. Sean Robinson yeah. in the running game. So I think I'm just a little bit scared. I'm not sure what we're going to get from Desmond Ritter, where I actually have more confidence. I think Sam Howell and this uh, commander's potential. Yeah, you do. Game. That brings us to the question we're going to ask here. Now, I think you might be on the same page. Uh, Christian Watson is going at 25, Jahan Dotson at 35. To me, there, there was a key stat there when Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin were on the field. Dotson was the better fantasy player. And I think his profile 
is more like a number one than McLaurin to me. Like he can do everything, stretch the field vertically. He's got the speed there, but he's a very good route runner. I think he profiles as a number one. I do like this Eric B enemy offense a little bit more. So I look at the values here. I think Watson a little too rich for me, right? I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to get from Jordan Love. There's a lot of other young receivers that he could spread the ball around to a little bit. Watson was so touchdown dependent on a very low volume last year. Can he duplicate that? That's hard to expect. Where I look at Jahan Dotson, the path to targets is clear, right? He's going to play well off McLaurin. He's going to get favorable coverage. The enemy is going to scheme him open well. So I think to me, Watson getting a little too rich for me. I think Dotson clearly is a better value and I think has maybe even a better wide receiver to backhand upside. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it is, right? There's so many question marks on both of these offenses, but at least we know Jahan Dotson is the clear cut either the at worst, I think the second target on the team and he has a chance to be the first target. Watson, there's so many young playmakers there. He could be the first guy. He could be the fourth. Like, we have no idea. And he just disappeared so much last season. Five of his 14 games with fewer than five PPR points seems impossible when, I mean, he was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' number one guy. And when you said the difference there in ADP, it doesn't seem that big of a gap, but it is when you look at their over, where they're going overall. So Christian Watson right now is going 54th overall among all positions. Yeah. That's fifth round pick you have to spend on him. Or you can wait on Jahan Dotson. He's going 90th overall. You can grab him in the eighth round. That is a huge gap and a huge difference of talent that you're taking these guys over. And Dotson, I, I feel like people are just forgetting he dealt with a hamstring injury pretty much for the entire middle part of his rookie season. I mean, he came onto the scene immediately was scoring touchdowns left and right, got injured. It took him a while to come back because that's what happens with hamstring injuries. These last five games, 16 points, 21 points, 20 points, seven points, uh, uh, 10 points. Like he had three receptions of over 20 plus receiving yards in the one game he played with Sam Howell. He is electric. He can have those big plays. And I think, like you said, he also profiles as a wide receiver one. People are sleeping on this man. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned how this is important because, again, they were both rookies last year. So they are having the connection maybe that Terry McLaurin had a little bit. And I know Taylor Heineke kind of fed McLaurin quite a bit. So when you look at this connection and the chemistry, also a plus there. So, And I think – how just a shot of having the volatility that love has and maybe having a more productive year. So when all things are considered, everything seems equal. You would look at Jahan Dotson in the town and purely say, look, there's a reason he was drafted ahead of Watson last year for real. And that's maybe going to come to fruition here with the commanders. Now we'll talk about a deep cadre of second year wide receivers. So starting with Traylon Burks there in our next segment, but we have been talking a lot about uh, second-year wide receivers, and that's going to be our eBay guaranteed pick of the week for you. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up here with the Locked On Fantasy Football to bring you our eBay Motors uh, guaranteed picks each week. We're going to be here all season long each week before the draft, and whether you're preparing for draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with the players that are guaranteed to fit in a roster. So it's time. Uh, with draft prep underway, Here's who we have picked out for you on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit. Fantasy Picks of the Week. We're going with Chris Olave here. Looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points. Well, the 
catch goes on here with a new starting quarterback, then expect a smooth ride when vesting in the Saints' Chris Olave. Olave was dangerous as a number one in every capacity as a rookie, and there's no reason to pump the brakes now that he has Derek Carr thrown to him. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and more than 144 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the very first time. We're going to help you win a fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So go forth, switch gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Elder bottoms only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Michelle, it's uh, time to look at our deeper sleepers. Uh, so we've uh, pumped up Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and John Dotson. Now let's see if there's someone we like from this group. These are the guys that are outside the drafted realm, so to speak, and half-point PPR expert consensus right now. We have Traylon Burks with the Titans at 39. Jamison Williams uh, with a suspension. He's at 52 from the Lions, if Sky Moore of the Chiefs at 54, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson's teammate at 63, Rashid Shahid playing with Chris Olave at 66, Alec Pierce of the Colts at 67, John Mechie of the Texans 73, and uh, Wandell Robinson, don't forget about him, at 78. And we're going all the way to Tyquan Thornton at 82 at wide receiver. So what stands out here for you, Michelle? Listen, so I'm getting more and more in on George Pickens. And I need you to tell me if I'm just being a homer and this is my bias pick because I keep seeing all these splash plays at training camp and, you know, Kenny Pickett actually looking deeper down the field and Pickens making those amazing catches that he always does. He, he was so up and down in his rookie season, right? He had some, uh, some really nice games, some really splashy catches, and then he would just absolutely disappeared. He scored 15 plus fantasy points in six games last year. That's solid enough for a rookie. There are so many weapons on the Steelers. though. like Deontay Johnson's going to get 140 targets. Pat Fryermuth is going to get targets. Najee Harris. They brought in Allen Robinson. Will Pickens score enough touchdowns to matter? Like Kenny Pickett actually has to throw more than seven touchdowns. I don't know. I'm like so I, I'm so in the middle with Pickens here. I can't decide if I'm in or out. Will you help me? Yeah, I mean, I did uh, forget to mention him there, and I it was going to leave him to him to say he stands out. And I, it's funny that you just went right to him and just ignored all these other guys. So <laughs> that kind of tells me something. But Traylon Burks, I'm interested in. I think with. Pickens, I think, again, the question is, is he going to get enough uh, targets in relation to Deontay Johnson? Or are they going to open up the passing game just enough here for him? So a lot of question marks there, but uh, the talent is there, right? He can be a big slot when needed. He can make big plays on the perimeter when needed. So I like the versatility, what he can bring. I just like the player. So sometimes you just go for the talent, and I think Pickens has a lot of talent. So uh, I didn't conveniently omit him here, but I figured he might go there. And with Traylon Burks, I think everyone's just assuming DeAndre Hopkins is going to get all the targets here, but he's old. And keep that in mind. He could break down any time. He had injury issues last year. Traylon Burks, I get it's not exactly the 
passing volume that you're looking for, but I do like the fact that he profiles similarly to A.J. Brown. That's who they kind of use that draft pick they traded to the Eagles to get him for. So I don't think they're just going to say, Traylon Burks, okay, we got Nuke, we're okay. We got Chico Conquer, we're okay. They didn't invest a first-round pick in Traylon Burks, and uh, maybe it even gets better if they transition to Will Levis, right, at some point. So I think I like Burks, and just looking at the Pickens, I think these are the most talented. I think it's very hard to invest in anyone else here. Williams with the suspension, Sky Moore with Rasheed Rice coming on. I will throw out a name here, Rashid Shahid. Here, we talked about Chris Olave, but Shahid is a shot guy, right? He makes a lot of big plays. He has a bit of a growing issue, but he should be okay for week one. We're looking at that next receiver who could step up. Now, Michael Thomas gets hurt. All of a sudden, you have a guy that can make some big plays there with Shahid. So that's a player that I'm really looking at to maybe as a kind of dark throw of this group. I mean, yeah, Shahid had a surprisingly great end of his rookie season. I mean, the the final weeks there, 53 yards, 75, 95, 41, 79. And then the last week was just 34. But he was he was getting working at the end of his rookie season. Now, I, I think with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas there and when Kamara gets back or maybe Kendra Miller gets some targets in the backfield, it's going to be hard for him to be consistent for fantasy. So he's just a guy. I'm keeping an eye on in case there is an injury to one of these pass catchers, but I, I probably wouldn't consider drafting him in my actual just like 15, 16 round drafts. Yeah, for sure. And I, really, this is just a tough group, really. I'm not too interested in any investment here. So make sure this is why we want you to get on one of those top five guys or maybe Pickens or Burke. And maybe that's it, right? You don't want to go anywhere else. I don't think. So don't go crazy. I mean, you want some young players, but there's so much top-heavy talent in the second-year wide receiver group that you have to go in that direction. Now, we will look at the tight ends in our final segment here from the second-year class. A lot of intriguing names there, including a couple that are borderline tight end ones. So we'll do that in our final segment. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day or so tomorrow on the show, we will turn our attention to the third-year players. So look at that and look at the running backs and quarterbacks and that class. And then do the same here with wide receivers and tight ends as well on Thursday. So a lot of good stuff here coming at you. Welcome to Locked On Fantasy Football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. We're part of Locked On Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. Michelle, we're up to our last segment here. We're going to talk tight ends. Uh, two guys that we've debated a little bit here as we've looked at targets. Uh, Greg Dolchich and Chigakonkwa, we'll talk about them first. They're 12 and 13 here in half-point PPR, according to the experts. Going a little bit deeper, you have Trey McBride of the Cardinals with Zach Ertz, a little bit banged up. He's at 24. You have Jelani Woods at 29. Isaiah Likely at 31. And uh, Kate Otten, 33. And then Jake Ferguson at 36. So maybe uh, just a lot of uh, dark throws beyond those two guys, uh, Dolce and Conqua, but uh, Let's uh, bring up uh, what you uh, like about uh, both of those guys here at the top. Yeah, I think Greg Dulcich is my top guy to break out this year at this position, and he has a fantastic draft cost in the 12th round, so you're not risking much of anything. Uh, last year, he didn't get to – he only played 10 games, right? He missed the beginning part of the season with an injury, didn't come in. And for a rookie tight end to miss the beginning part of the season, come in midseason and produce the way he did is truly special. On a per-game basis, Dolchis, uh ranked 13th among tight ends in targets, 5th in targeted air yards, and 10th in receiving yards. He's actually one of just six tight ends since 2000 to average 40-plus receiving yards per game in his rookie season. The others were Kyle Pitts, Evan Ingram, Jordan Reed, 
Aaron Hernandez and Jeremy Shockey, like all super athletic, talented tight ends that can get it done for fantasy. And when with Tim Patrick's injury and him being out for the year, I think that opens up a ton for the other pass catchers. And I think it might benefit Greg Dulcich the most. Yeah, I do like his uh, profile. Definitely athletically, he's up there with the charts. I mean, you want to do all the spark scores and all these things that uh, people analyze with these players. And he's definitely a plus athlete, right? I mean, the question is how much is uh, Russell Wilson, a guy that typically going back and maybe just the personnel that he had in Seattle didn't uh, target the tight end consistently. The numbers were kind of up and down. Part of it was the offense didn't really feature that position all that much. So now the Broncos, we know Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi, they do think about the tight end quite a bit, whether it's New Orleans or with the Chargers last year. So this is an important uh, position for them, especially if they need a supplemental receiver here. So I do like the idea of Dolchich. I just, I'm not sure about the execution. I think you look at a look, he's got the same profile again, the same question marks. Is he going to get enough behind DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks to be as effective as we want. I mean, the flash was there, same thing, right? Small sample size really looked great. So I'm a little bit worried about both of these guys. There's just too many variables for me. I know there's a potential I'm missing out on a breakout guy if I don't go here. So that's something to look at for sure. But again, I wouldn't mind having these guys, but also looking at another tight end to have a little bit of a comfort level if I need to stream and look at the matchups and go in that direction. So that's how I feel about both these. I'm also looking at some other tight ends here that might have some value. I'm not interested in too many guys beyond this, but I do look at Trey McBride, right? Zach Ertz is getting up there. He's hurt again. He's a guy that perpetually can't stay on the field. You have Rondell Moore. He's a little bit of a gadget player, maybe a regular receiver they can trust. Marquise Brown up and down and uh, stretching the field and we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. And then you add DeAndre Hopkins being gone. And we know the tight end was key when Hopkins was gone in a different style of offense they run. So now you look at the presence of Trey McBride. I really like him athletically. Again, another guy that you think can be busy all over the field. I thought overall he was the best tight end in last year's class uh, until some things happened there that uh, dropped him down the draft. So I look at Trey McBride. I think there's some potential there. These other guys, however, Michelle, I think there's just too much of a crowd where I'm going to feel comfortable with with drafting any of them. Yeah, like you can look at Kate Otten, who had some solid fantasy days last year, you know, four games, 10, fa- 10 plus fantasy points, including an 18 point game. But that was with Tom Brady, right? It's just way different now where Baker Mayfield can't even win the job over Kyle Trask, what it looks like right now. Like, I don't really want to deal with a tight end there competing with targets from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then Jelani Woods, he had some really great games as well, and he's huge, but it feels like there's one gazillion tight ends in the Colts offense right now. So I don't know which one is going to be the primary tight end there. He could be really good though, because you have Anthony Richardson, who's a little bit inaccurate, who's a mobile quarterback. And it seems like those type of quarterbacks really like to throw to their big tight ends over the middle where there's a lot of space. So it won't surprise me if Jelani Woods breaks out. I, I don't want to waste a draft pick on him, but definitely like if he comes out week one and performs, I'm going to pick him up because that that shows me, okay, Anthony Richardson does, you know, want to want to target him. Like I, I won't I won't think it's fake. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, look, I just wish the Colts would stop doing this, right? Do they just keep having tight ends? It's Kylan Granson and Mo Ali Cox. Just stop collecting tight ends. Just like <laughs> stick with one. You're drafting one almost every year, sometimes two. Just stick with one. And that that's a big frustration, right, in fantasy. Like we, we always have to have Dolchich, but we have to have uh, Albert O. We have to have uh, Josh Wiley being drafted here with a conquer. There's always someone else cutting into that production. That's why, again, maybe Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, this is why maybe you want to go there as much as you can to avoid this mess. But yeah, definitely, I think we can safely say, I think, Michelle, that you definitely want to have second-year wide receivers on your team. If you don't have a second-year tight end on your team, I think you're okay. Besides Greg Dosich, yes. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, if he... Maybe he's a hybrid wide receiver at this point. So we'll uh, say he's an honorary wide receiver among the second-year class uh, based on his athleticism. So target second-year wide receivers and Greg Dolchich. That's the takeaway here from uh, today's show. So, Michelle, uh, again, any uh, closing thoughts on these guys uh, before we get into the third-year people tomorrow? No, I'm excited to talk about the third-year breakouts. There's some guys that we've just been waiting on and waiting on, and we think it's finally going to happen next season. So that would be a fun episode tomorrow. Yeah, so check us out uh, for Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer, and uh, check us out, uh, subscribe, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.